Hey everybody, welcome to the Hope Young Adults podcast where we help young adults grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm David Hurst and this episode is all about love. God loved us first and he initiated a relationship with us while we were at our very worst. Carrie White interviews Angie Rizzo about how we can stop trying to earn God's love and receive it as a gift. This episode comes from our weekly devotional series called The Feed. Hey everyone, welcome to The Feed. My name is Carrie White and I get to work with the Young Adult Ministry here at Hope and I am joined today by my new friend. We've been friends for one week officially. It's our one week friend anniversary, <laughs> and her name, I'll let her tell you her name. Hey everybody, my name is Angie Rizzo and I am delighted to know Carrie White. So if you haven't <laughs> had the opportunity to meet her, I strongly, strongly encourage you to reach out. Um, but we're here talking about God's love. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to talk about God's love. We were just talking about that uh, a minute ago, like what a gift it is to get to be here together and have a conversation about who God is and how much He loves us. And I'm excited to jump into that. We are with the feed talking about how God provides for us. And love was the topic that Angie chose in the way that God provides for us and specifically in a way that speaks to her, how he provides for her. And I would just love to hear you share a little bit with us about like what has God, as you've reflected on God's provision of love in your life, what has he been sharing with you? Well, I would not say that I was as um, audacious to choose God's love as my topic. (laughs) It's such like an ethereal idea of what does God's love look like. Um, But I really felt like God was putting on my heart to, hey, Angie, I want you to study this. I want you to look at this really. Um, So through this, I had lots of questions. I was like, God, how do I say what your love is? How do I describe that Mm -hmm. in a context where we live in this broken world? And so I did what anybody else would do, and I Googled things. (laughs) So, um, and the my first question was, well, where does love first show up in the Bible? Mm, That's Um, a great question, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, like God is love, but that comes like really deep in the Bible. So Mm -hmm. where does it first show up? And I found it in Genesis in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So how appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not God saying that he loves man or that man loves God. It's this picture of of Abraham and Isaac. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, you know, your son Isaac that you love. And I think that's so awesome of God to do it in a framework of a relationship that we recognize Mm -hmm. that, you know, mother to son, um, father to daughter, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Um, It's that familial, I love you. I'm willing to do anything for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just, I love that that's where it starts, Mm -hmm. um, a way of understanding his love. And then it goes through, there's so many verses about love in the Bible. I strongly encourage you to do your own Google search and look through it. Um, but I came up with some kind of a uh, little bit of a framework to help me organize how it all kind of lays out and unravels. Um, so the preview is Genesis 22:2, which is where Abraham uh, and Isaac are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the nod, and that is where uh, Jesus is baptized. Uh, that's Matthew. 317, where there's this voice from heaven that, you know, God says, this is my beloved son Mm -hmm. in whom I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just that like, yeah, I see you. Mm -hmm. This is it. Um, And I'm going to nod to you Mm -hmm. in this 
big group of people that says, yes, I acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the declaration. Um, and that's John 3, 16 and 17. We'll come back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the reflection, which talks about, which is talked about in Romans, um, where we're kind of looking back at the cross, that God uh, came to us when we were sinners, that mm-hmm. we weren't perfect mm-hmm. um, and still wanted us. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Um, and then... Further on, there is the application, and this actually was covered in the feed before. So if you haven't watched that one, I strongly encourage you to do that um, because it's about 1 Corinthians 13 and just mm-hmm. what does love look like? And that's the love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. um, and so many other attributes of how we can apply love mm-hmm. and how it ought to be applied. Um, and then there is the victory. So, And that's a revelation where it talks about the blood, it's through the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony that we have victory in Christ and that we will ultimately va- be victorious with Jesus mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the revelation. So that's like the sky high view of all of God mm-hmm. in his love. It's from Genesis to Revelation, mm-hmm. and it's just been a beautiful journey to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was definitely not an authority, and nor am nor am I now. <laughs> and so we're just learning together. Yeah, and well, and I think that I think that's just a beautiful picture that we can see God's love from Genesis to Revelation, from the beginning through right. the end. And it's it to me, it kind of feels like the center, core characteristic of God through which the rest of His character traits come out of. And I sometimes wonder if we hear God's love repeated so often, but we don't necessarily experience God's love. So it's the most repeated, but the least realized characteristic of who God is in our life and what it means for us to know his love experientially, not just, you know, through knowledge in our brains. And so my question for you is, how do you know that God loves you? Not so much for God so loved the whole world, because we know that that's true, but how do you know that God loves you, Angie, in a personal and experiential kind of way? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, And I think you're so right about that, the personal experiential way, because I think God does love us all individually in our own ways. Um, And for me, God's love is so intimate, and it's in the details of life. It's things like my roommate knowing what food I really love to eat Mm -hmm. or um, somebody seeing something in me that's like, Hey, I, I remember this about your story. Like, I remember that, you know, you grew up as an army brat, or I remember that your dog's name was Magic. And just the idea that somebody would just pay such attention to the detail. Mm-hmm. And I think God manifests his love in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so thankful today that we have beautiful weather. Um, we're filming this on Wednesday, and so it's beautiful and sunshiny and God knows that's important for me. That gives me confidence mm-hmm. and assurance, um, you know, that God is eternal and with us all the time, just like the sun rises every day. And so to be able to bask in the sunshine, despite the pollen, <laughs> and hear the birds sing and just this, be this beautiful day has been such a encouragement to me as I'm, I'm stepping out into having this conversation mm-hmm. um, in this space of, you know, Lord, my heart behind this is I just want people to know that you love them. Mm-hmm. How do I show that you love me? And it's just these little details mm-hmm. um, on top of, you know, the huge thing of like he yeah. sent his son. So. Yeah. 
And we were talking a little bit about how we see God's love all the way through the Bible. We see God's love personally in our own lives. Mm-hmm. How do we define God's love? That feels really big to me right. and really overwhelming, almost to the point where, had, where we hear it so often that we can almost become complacent to it because it feels so abstract. Right. Do you have any thoughts as you went through Scripture, as you, as you dug into what the Word says about God's love, do you have any thoughts on what is God's love? Ooh, just a tiny little question like that. <laughs> and we can work that together too. <laughs> um, but I, I really think God's love is relational. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hot, It starts in the beginning with you know we created man in our image. It's a we mm-hmm. that does that. Um, and then the first instance of what is described as love is a we. It's a father to a son. Mm-hmm. And then you know <clears throat> God's passionate pursuit of us through Christ being sent and God saying, yes, I love him. It's always relational. And so where in our lives do we see relationship? Where do we Mm -hmm. see God in that? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's not just a, um, oh, everything went right for me today, or I got the job I wanted, Mm -hmm. or I got the raise, or I passed this class and my teacher loves me or whatever. It's, It's so detached from this, like, this context that we live in. Because mm-hmm. um, I think in our world, we think, well, if good things happen to me, then God loves me. Mm-hmm. But it's really in the mm-hmm. nitty gritty that like, I most personally feel God's love. Yeah. Um, I remember I was in college and I was trying to walk the Christian life and I was doing this double life. I uh, was going to church on Sunday and was in a small group, reading my Bible, but I had this sin behind closed doors. And I remember confessing that sin to a mentor of mine. And um, in in her shock, she was like, oh my goodness, you must not be saved. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was wounding mm-hmm. in that. But what was beautiful is that I, I learned a lesson in that hard place mm-hmm. of that I was looking to her to be my God mm-hmm. and tell me whether or not I was a good Christian or whether or not I was saved. Mm-hmm. And so it was through that journey of that hurt and that pain that I really, God came to me. God, you know, put people in my life that said, hey, will you come to Hope and, and just check it out with us? And um, Donnie was on stage, and he did this whole uh, sermon on Galatians 6 about how we can be broken, and when we are broken, Mm -hmm. we're supposed to come alongside one another. Mm -hmm. And it's in that love that we experience God's love, and we're not able to recognize it in ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm not worthy. But God says, yeah, but I still love you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that that was really the turning point for me when I realized that I could be broken, I could have sin in my life, and I could be trying really hard and failing. Mm -hmm. And God just rushes in at that moment and says, beloved daughter of mine, Mm -hmm. I am so glad you're here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like, that's just been my walk since then of, you know, stumbling and God saying, yeah, I still love you. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, putting my, I have a very foot-shaped mouth, if you guys cannot tell. <laughs> but through all of that, all of those times where I put my foot in my mouth, God really has just kept swooping in mm-hmm. and saying, I still love you. Mm-hmm. I still love you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in those moments where I really understand God's love, mm-hmm. um, not, not just the sunny days, yeah. but also in the, the rainy ones. 
I love that you said that because I feel very similar. Uh, there's a couple of verses that come to mind, the Romans 5, 8, where it says, you know, for, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And right. we see, you know, in 1 John four nineteen, we love because he first loved us. And so it's in right. this place of our need and our brokenness and our pain and our sin and our weakness that, yeah. that God knew all of that beforehand, and that's why he sent Jesus. And right. so we tend to think that we have to— earn God's love or do all these great things for Him to love us, but His love precedes all of the things that we are embarrassed by, that we are ashamed of. This morning, I completely let somebody down. It's a a new friend, and I let her down, and I felt this deep shame. I felt like I'd broken trust, like I'd Mm -hmm. screwed up, like she wasn't going to give me a second chance. And I'm in my head, I'm thinking, gosh, Carrie, you're so dumb. You're so dumb. And I, you know, dumb came out, you know, came out of my mouth almost audibly. And I stopped and I thought, okay, how can I reroute this? And mm-hmm. the next thought, the Lord replaced dumb with loved. And it was just this like whisper in my ear, you are so loved. And I think it's that practice of recognizing that in the places that we feel like we are not enough, because sometimes we just aren't. We make mistakes, we screw up, we aren't enough, but that's the point of God's right. love is that it meets us in those places where we're not enough. So and true. so what does it learn? What does it look like to learn how to let him replace those thoughts that we have of shame, right. that we're not enough, that we're not worthy, to let him interrupt those thoughts and say, hey, you're loved. Right. And I want you to believe that you're loved. Right. I, I want you to stop thinking these things about yourself, and I want you to believe that you're loved. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's so, I so identify with that on so many levels <laughs> of like, Angie, how many times are you gonna make the same mistake? Um, whether that's just an oversight or whatever, but it's it's interesting that we so easily condemn ourselves, mm-hmm. that we so easily. Um, and I think, you know, the world helps us do that in a lot of ways. If you're not good enough, you're never going to be good enough because mm-hmm. of X, Y, and Z reason. And I think the beautiful thing of, of God is, you know, his personification of his love in his son. Mm-hmm. And the, the pivot point of the whole gospel is, you know, Jesus dying for us. But the way it's declared in John 3, 16 and 17 is, you know, yeah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever will believe in him shall be saved. But the next verse, mm-hmm. the very crucial verse in my life has been, and Jesus did not come to this world to condemn the world, but to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think of all of these thoughts or, you know, what the world tells me, and I, I do need a savior. Like, mm-hmm. I need somebody to say, despite what everybody else says, despite what your own mind tells you, mm-hmm. you are loved and I have come for you. Mm-hmm. I won't leave you behind. Mm-hmm. And that's just the beauty of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and the thing is, the beauty of it too is that it looks different for everybody. Yeah. It's not going to be, oh, well, I went to church and then I was saved and then I knew God loved me. Mm-hmm. It's a journey that we go through throughout our yes. Christ walk. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you were even mentioning earlier, like, we're what, 10, 15 years in mm-hmm. of loving God, and we're still learning how to accept His love and say, yes, I know God loves me, but no, I know God loves mm-hmm. me. Um, and just how do you walk through that? Mm-hmm. So 
I really love birds and God. <laughs> I know. Random, I love right? that that was the thing that came. I was like waiting for it. What do you yeah. love? Birds. I love birds. Yes, I love I birds. Um, well, and I in high school I used to work with raptors. So I would work with hawks and owls, and then I worked with penguins for a little bit. You just got to go. You were cool, and now you're like next level cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love yeah. animals. They're so cool. But birds are cool because they're found on every continent, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's you know just frivolous that God talks about us soaring like eagles, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we that we fly. Like, mm-hmm. the idea of flying is just so freeing, mm-hmm. that it's not something that's weighed down, but it's something that allows you to have lift and mm-hmm. soar and dive and all these beautiful things. But I, I've always loved birds, and mm-hmm. I can remember distinctly just so many points in my life where I would look up and there would be a red tail hawk or a red shoulder hawk or an eagle or an egret or a great blue heron or whatever. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like God's like, I know that this is a love of your heart. And so I'll make sure you see those throughout mm-hmm. your day. And it's, you know, we we think about the big ways God loves us, but he mm-hmm. also loves us in the details yes. of like, what's important to you, Carrie? Mm-hmm. How does your heart sing? Mm-hmm. I want to bring that out of you yeah. because I love you so much. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. And I love that as a perspective and something that we can look for. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm someone who loves wonder, like things that, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a bird or whether it's being at the beach or being at the mountains or something where you stop and you're just in in awe. Yeah. And so how do I look for those moments of wonder as a recognition of God knew I was going to love this. Yeah. And he put this together. He created this experience of wonder so that he could express his love to me and that I would see it and know that he was in it and he was letting me know in a really intimate way how much he loves me. And I think that the more we look for that and the more we... Pr- I think I think receiving God's love is a practice. I oh, think. yeah. To pay attention, to find those moments and to replace some of those thoughts with his love. And I think we practice learning. What does it look like to live out of God's love? Because as you said earlier, we live in a world that has a very different understanding of what love is. And so, you know, part of the spiritual disciplines of knowing God is knowing how to experience his love. Yeah. And I think that that... It's an exciting journey that we yes. get to be on and that yes. we get to do together and encourage each other together. And that's one of the reasons why we get to connect with y'all every week on the feed. So oh, yeah. that we can can encourage each other in what does it look like to practice some of these spiritual disciplines and awareness of how God is moving in and through our lives by providing for us. So yeah. we're really grateful that you jumped in with us today and Angie's gonna pray for us before we go. Absolutely. Um, Father God, King Jesus, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for technology. Um, We thank you for all the tech teams um, and just the, the way that you express your love to us, Lord that it's so intimate and so unique um, and so individualized and tailored. Lord, I just pray for everyone under the sound of my voice um, that will listen to this when it airs, that will listen to it months down the line, um, that they would know the depth and breadth of your love, Lord. Um, That is the take-home message, God, that I pray just goes out uh, through this camera of just Mm -hmm. 
God, you are in hot pursuit of us because you love us um, and you delight in us in that love. And I just pray that would just uh, permeate our hearts and our minds as we go throughout each day. And it's in Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, head over to gethope.net slash youngadult. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so we can stay connected.